0: What happens when the protesters finally do go home, when the streets are cleared in Ottawa and the bridges are back open, people can go back to work? What happens to the aftermath? What will the aftermath be of the trucker convoy? Doug Ford was asked about this this morning. He was asked about his reaction to what happened in Ottawa over the weekend. He strongly condemned the flags, the flags of hate that were flown, the desecration of the monuments. Uh, And then he had this to say. I hear the protesters. The province hears the protesters. The country hears the protesters. Now it's time to let the people in Ottawa get back to their lives. These businesses that have been closed for, for you know a while now, the restaurants want to reopen. So, you know, I get it. I hear you. But we, we have to let the, the people of Ottawa live their lives. I get it. And I hear you. The protesters have been heard as the Premier of Ontario. So what is the future of this protest? Is it a moment in time? Is it about vaccine mandates that when the pandemic finally does recede will go away and therefore the anger will go away and all of it will be just a moment in time that you know sort of says 2022 but in the future won't have a big play? Or is it something deeper, a shift in Canadian politics. Dr. Eric Kaufman is a Canadian professor of politics at the University of London and author of the book, White Shift, Populism, Immigration, and the Future of White Majority. Uh, welcome to Dr. Kaufman. Maybe I'll just start with that question. Do you sense that what happened, is happening in Ottawa is temporary or a more meaningful shift in Canadian politics?
1: Well, I think it could be uh, could serve as a symbol uh, for those who are alienated from Trudeau and also the uh, central Canadian uh, media, particularly the sort of what's seen as quite a sort of culturally left media. And I think this kind of um, symbolizes, I suppose, a group of Canadians, more Western, more conservative, more more white working class, uh, who who probably don't see themselves reflected in uh federal politics as much so i think it could serve in a way as 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 a sort of raising of political consciousness for some of those people
0: there's a lot of talk about whether or not this is the birth of a canadian tea party movement do you see it that way
1: well Yes and no. I mean, I, not really, I guess, because I partly think that the vaccine issue uh, is not going to be enduring, uh, that as this falls away as, a, as an issue, um, it could become uh, something people forget about. And also, it's the case that if you look at the profile of populist right voters or national populist voters in Western countries, uh, the vaccine issue has not really served uh, to, to to sort of be a durable issue for these parties for, for various reasons, one of which is that the kind of person who tends to vote for these parties is somebody who tends to be concerned about being protected from certain dangers. And in a way, the, the more libertarian uh, appeal of, of the anti-vax is, is only going to have a limited cut through to a lot of the kinds of voters that tend to be the base for these parties. So I'm not, I wouldn't suggest that this kind of an issue will be enduring or will lead to a kind of populist movement of the kinds we see in Europe where they reach double digit support.
0: I want to play for you something that the prime minister said yesterday, Justin Trudeau, talking about uh, the protesters and said this. Yes. The concerns uh, expressed by uh, a few people uh, gathered in Ottawa right now uh, are not new, not surprising, are heard, but are a continuation of uh, what we've unfortunately seen uh, in uh, disinformation and misinformation online, conspiracy theorists uh, about microchips, about you know, God knows what else that go with the tinfoil hats. Tinfoil hats is being sort of seized upon, especially by the, the right in this country, saying that that is... The equivalent of just pouring gasoline on the fire is that going to give the protesters more ammunition going forward
1: i absolutely think it is and i think also the comments about trying to associate you know a few extreme elements and s- sort of smear the entire event with with those those elements And i think that is going to backfire in a way and and you could see that a little bit in the us with uh, hillary clinton's deplorable comment about trump voters Uh, I think what this is going to lead to is a sort of growing polarization. Now, I I don't think the anti-vax sentiment has a huge support in the country, but I do think there's a larger uh, group that's very alienated from Trudeau. And I think these sorts of comments and and other members of of the government and, and these sorts of comments, I think, go down very badly and sort of reinforce that sense of alienation. So I think this is helping, it is working on what is already, let's face it, a a pretty strong polarization. I mean, if you look at vote switching between conservative and and liberal or NDP, that's very, very uh, rare now. It used to be very common. Um, Approval of Justin Trudeau amongst conservative voters is sort of single digits. These are all uh, measures that political scientists use to determine polarization. So I do think this is feeding into a strong polarization uh, that's existing in canada and it's not just in canada obviously it's it's more extreme in the u.s it's here in britain as well uh, but that's i think only going to feed this this division
0: Uh, do you do you see kind of a, a trojan horse sort of situation where you know on like we sort of saw in the convoy where it began by talking about truckers and vaccination then it became about a whole lot of different things and I think of Brexit and, you know, whether that was a vote about, you know, leaving the EU or was that a vote about immigration? I mean, what's going on here behind the scenes in your estimation?
1: Yeah, there's many layers to these things. So Brexit, you you know, the European Union was not something voters cared much about. I mean, a lot of voters didn't necessarily want to be in the EU, but it wasn't a big issue for them until Nigel Farage of the UK Independence Party linked that to immigration issue which was a big issue for a lot of voters and was saying well you know in order to control our borders we're going to need to get out of the eu and as that link strengthened the issue of europe became a bigger issue now i think in this case i don't think that a lot of voters are that exercised necessarily with with some of the vaccine mandates but i do think some of the symbolism about. Uh, you know, Ottawa and the central Canadian media sort of spurning regular people like us. And, and that kind of symbolism, I do think, has a longer shelf life. And I think the more that we get comments like the prime ministers, the more that's going to feed into that kind of "ask them sentiment. Um, and, and how that's harnessed politically is, is, you know, will it be the PPC? Will it be the conservatives? I mean, that's, that's up for grabs. But um that that is sort of this polarization which is something we see in other countries and it's typically along cultural issues rather than material issues um i think that sort of deepens with this
0: dr kaufman i appreciate your time thank you so kindly
1: thanks ellen thanks very much
0: that's dr eric kaufman who's a canadian professor of politics at the university of london and author of the book white shift populism immigration in the future of white majority. I think we have all been upset, doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum, what your belief is. I think we've all been upset by what we've seen over the last couple of days. We have seen uh, politicians of all stripes try and use what has happened and what is happening to their own political gain. We, We have seen a conservative leader Say, well, I'll meet with them, and now he looks like he's going to be deposed as leader. We have seen a prime minister, as we talked about, fan the flames of division by saying, you know, tinfoil hats, which just sort of is an insult to anybody who just, you know, has some real concerns. You know, you say, well, we hear you, but then do we really hear you?